Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, there's, I think, I always Tori's like, "Do you love me?" And I was like, "I love you." In the mornings, he likes me in the mornings. <laughs> or, I, or I just like, I love you every day, but not all day. Hey, welcome back to the next episode. We are here with our holiday special edition of Trail Tips, featuring our special guest, Tori's boyfriend, Danny. So people wanted to know, what's this guy like? The one that finally stuck. So we had to interview Tori and Danny about running and relationships. So we've definitely covered that topic a little bit before, but we wanted to see Tori's opinion and if things have changed now that she is in a committed relationship and what her boyfriend's opinion are. And that is definitely something that comes up over and over again because the sport we have chosen takes a lot of time. So it does impact the relationships in our life. So we talk about romantic relationships, friendships, as well as mum guilt and how it can affect life with a little one and how early that means you have to get up to get it done. Um, that's not the only way. There's lots of ways. Anyways, it was a super fun conversation. We also just chat Tori and Danny and all things um, them because this is just a fun episode. If you want to find us on Instagram and tell us what you think, decide how many babies they should have and when, you can find Tori at T-O underscore S-C-H-O or me at Hillsport 55. And I do not remember Danny's. I think it's just his name, but I'll link to that in the show notes. Also, he says it in the end of the pod. Thank you to everyone who is leaving ratings and reviews. That's definitely the best way for the show to grow. If you would like to find us on Patreon for all of the old episodes uh, as they disappear from Apple and Spotify since we have so many now, you can find that link in my Instagram too or just search Trail Running Women on, on Patreon and you can support the show that way. If you're interested in coaching services, that's all on my Instagram too. That's kind of where everything is and that little link tree link. So go there and find that out. Okay, today's episode is brought to us by Gooder Sunglasses, who also have ski goggles now, you guys. So you know that the sunglasses are so much fun. They're affordable, fashionable, but also very functional. So the fact that we also are like sort of a ski podcast in the winter this is really exciting. We have the bunny slope dropout, the apres all day, and the here for the hot toddies. Cute, functional, amazing. You could have your sunglasses for when you're touring up and your goggles for when you're touring down. Good all around. Could not be more stoked to give these a try. If you would like free shipping on any size order, use discount code TRW. So they already have a great price. And if you want to get a single pair for free shipping or two pairs for free ship, then you can use discount code TRW. They're coming out with new shapes and sizes for all face types. Uh, they are one year warranty, 30 day free returns, and 100% carbon neutral. So go check them out now. That's gooder.com and use discount code TRW. So let's know. Um, are you ready to record? Because Danny's almost ready. Well, yeah, I am recording because I figured, you know what? Let's just get a little bit of the interaction between the two of you. Oh, perfect. Okay, you can sit there. Okay. Hurry right. up. Okay, I'm. yeah, exactly. Hurry up, Danny. You can't muffle the things. You can't do the muffling. Thanks, boss. Okay. Okay, we're here. Um, hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so let's get right into it because we only have 45 minutes and welcome to the show, our special guest, Danny 
O'Farrell, Tori's live-in boyfriend. This is a first. Everybody's going to be so excited. We have so many questions. Welcome to your first episode. Can we just also talk about when you first met him, what you said, Hillary? Yes. I was trying to think of what I what I first said. You text me after that when you met him at the race and then you text me afterwards saying like, oh, your boyfriend oddly looks like my husband. And then Danny interpreted that as Hillary wants to bone me. <laughs> let's, uh, he does actually though, but let's hear from Danny. Danny, get close to the microphone. Introduce yourself. Let's hear your elevator pitch. Where are you from? What do you do? Um, how did you meet Tori? And don't do a stupid radio voice, please. Um, yeah, I'm Danny O'Farrell. <laughs> I'm a fisheries biologist with Hoiston First Nation in Lillooet. I met Tori on Tindy. Called me randomly off Instagram chat one day. and December 27th on my way to go. We didn't end up going on a date for about a month after we first chatted. But when you first met, I feel like it was love at first sight because Bess was on the island, which is what, like a five or six hour commute from where you guys were before. And now you live together in a small town. So we were just in different place on the island. I was in Comox Valley and he was in Euclid and we met halfway in Port Alberni for a hike. And we had been talking for so long and I don't usually talk to people before I meet them. So I was like, I'm either meeting you or not, but just with like the holidays and our cars are breaking down, we didn't meet for a month. And then I was like, oh, maybe he'll just be like a ski adventure buddy on the island. And then I literally told him like right into the hike, this isn't a date. And he's like, okay. So the reason we wanted to do this is we, I don't know if Tori explained to you, Danny, here, I'll explain to you now. We get so many questions that are always based around relationships and how running affects your life. Because as you've probably noticed, it takes up quite a bit of time. And I know that you have hobbies that you like to do. And Tori's answers have always been kind of hypothetical because she hasn't been in a relationship as serious as the one she's in now when these questions have come in. So we want to see if her opinions have changed and also get a man's perspective as somebody who is in a relationship with said crazy runner. Uh, so should we just dive right into it? My, I, 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 Now I'm thinking back to all these hypothetical boyfriends I was talking about on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And I'm going to see if it like matches up to all the things you said would be ideal. You're going to look at the data. Going to look at the data. Yes. Um, okay. You guys ready? Yeah. Don't poke me. Yeah. Okay. This one, we're going to let Danny answer it first. So listen and be prepared. Okay. Are you ready? Are these the ones on the, on the thingies? On yeah. the document? Yeah. Oh, okay. Which number is it? We're going to start with number one. Oh, okay. Danny, this is what she's reading. Okay. Hey, Hillary and Tori. Oh, and they spelled both our names right. That's very rare. Love the pod and your recent recent race recap. That is a tongue twister. So much. I can totally relate to the post-race feeling letdown. My question is around feeling guilty when friends or family make harsh remarks about wanting to train, specifically over the holidays. It sort of feels like they think I don't prior if I don't prioritize health and running over partying, that I'm not prioritizing them. I get that. This makes me extra angry because I don't feel like it's fair. Thanks for all you do, Heather. Heather, you've probably dealt with this, haven't you? Yeah, a lot. I've dealt with this a lot. Danny, have you ever dealt with this with climbing? No, Danny's really good at prioritizing people. <laughs> Danny's like not as selfish as me. Okay, well, I think there's sometimes like when, when I go visit my family in Ontario, I'm only there for a, like a hot week and I still manage to do my activities, but 
I still manage to go out with my friends or make sure I prioritize certain people versus everyone. Everyone. Yeah. And my, my, my parents know, like, if I don't go to the gym or if I don't go for a run, then I get squirrely and they kind of are, I've been, I'm 40 years old and they kind of, they know I need to get my exercise in. So they don't really care. Yeah. I'm curious how old this person is because my relationship with this, like my family and the really, and this question, it's gotten better with age. Yeah. That's kind of what my answer was too. Yeah. And I think it's like when you go through this transition time, when health and fitness starts to be more important to you, you start to recognize like a shift in friendships as well. And who has similar values. Yeah. And like, like Danny said, like my family, like you used to be really bad. I used to actually like cry because like, I felt like my family was judging me and I like would feel really stressed to try to like, you know, but you know, you learn that over time that you are your best self when you can prioritize those, like that hour you need or whatever it is. And so to the point now that like my family understands it, but it's come, it's come a long way, but now like I'll have my sister advocate or like someone advocate to me, be like, she's running guys. Like she'll be back and whatever. Like, so I don't know, maybe my advice is for this person, get someone who like is your closest kind of ally or advocate around your family. And over the holidays to like, you know, you don't need to make an announcement before I go for a run just tell one person and be like, Hey, if anyone's looking for me, you know, can you be that person that lets them know, like, I'll be back at this time. And like, don't even make it a big deal. Don't even announce it. Like some people like to go early in the morning. So they're not annoying people. Um, I have a hard time with that. Um, yeah. That's actually a really good point. And I noticed we have friends that are good at that where like, I would feel anxious ahead of time. So I felt like I needed to write a note and be like, Hey, I'm not going to be like on time to this thing, but I'll see you guys like a little bit late. I'm just going to run first. And then it like, I am making it a bigger deal, but in the actual moment, people are pretty wrapped up in what they're doing. So if like you said, someone else is just like, Oh, she's going to be here 20 minutes. Doesn't matter. And I remember one time, I don't know, like probably everything's 10 years ago. My sister was like, I think we got in like, I don't know if it was the holidays. It was like some family thing. And I, I was being a total bitch. And she literally said to me, did you have a shitty run today? What the fuck is your problem? And it was kind of in that moment where I was like, okay, I better make sure that like I have a run because I don't want to be a shitty person around my family. Okay. So here's a new twist to it. And I don't know if you guys have met each other's family yet, but how do you feel if like Tori was coming to your house, Danny, for the holidays or meeting your friends or they were coming out and she needed to get out for like 20 miles or something really long? How do you guys navigate that sort of time? We've talked about this actually a bit. These questions for me. Okay, I know, but let's You're talk. You're jumping in again. Okay, well, what if we talk about when your parents came at the end of May to visit? Sure. You talk about it. Okay, no, you go. Um... I think my my folks understand it and but there's also a time and a place like if my parents are only coming for a week then we can prioritize running super early running super late or maybe not going that 20 miles that was supposed to be in your plan but or have one or two days where we're not running sorry did I interrupt again she does that a lot, Hillary. Shut up. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I, what? I think that's... <laughs> Okay, guys. So funny. <laughs> okay, continue, continue. No, I just, I just think you can prioritize. You can do that 20 miles, but like if you want to prioritize like my parents coming up for a week, <clears throat> then you just shorten it up. It's not going to impact your training that much if you don't do your yeah. full 20 miles. Like Yeah, that's a good point. And or you plan it so you have a rest period while yeah. or a down week when you're you're yeah. on vacation or if your parents are visiting or friends are visiting. I think that's all you have to do. I think it's just managing your schedule better more than anything. So you guys are talking about like a specific time. Do you feel like it went well or did you communicate beforehand? Like, hey, what's this gonna look like? No, I think it's I think <laughs> what happened was that I got time to spend with my folks alone, which was great and not all together. Like, cause I, my family and me are really close and I really spent, enjoy spending time with both my parents, just us. And it just, Tori went and did her runs and I spent my time with my folks and we had that time. And then when Tori was done a run, it was, it was fun. It was. How many runs did I go? For? They were only here for two or th- three nights. How many runs did I go for? Every day. <laughs> but it, it worked out fine but we went for a run together we and then we just did like a quick 10k loop and then i remember this day very vividly it became this like sprint 10k and i've never seen him run so fast and i don't know if it's because like he wanted to make it like a quicker 10k or if like he just had fresh, i think it's he had fresh legs because he hadn't run in a couple days <laughs> and then we did this 10k loop and i literally couldn't catch him yeah, it's funny when in-laws are visiting too. I think sometimes it is like, oh, you have to recognize that like the other person probably isn't as comfortable with your parents yet. So that runtime is like a nice time to just take a breather and introvert for a second too so, because you feel like you're always trying to be like extra thoughtful and stuff. So it can be challenging both ways. Mm-hmm. I do love his parents. Though. I'm like really excited to have Christmas with them. That's so fun. If there's any people's ideas of what I should bring them when we go stay in Ontario, please let me know. Slide into my DMs. All right. I like that. Okay. Let's move on. I like that. I like that. That's good advice. Um, okay. So from Misty, trail oh, tips is my... I have one more thing to say about the first question. Okay. Um, sometimes, yeah, it's like even if they're family and like those relationships can be really intense, what people think is like usually a projection. So like if they're bugging you it's because they're like annoyed that they're not prioritizing it and that has nothing to do with you yes that's why I asked the communication question because that's totally what I was getting at as well it's a good point okay so I'm going to read the next question because this is going to be the answers are going to be all you guys because I don't I don't know maybe maybe I have ideas I don't know Okay, so I love that this person slid into Tori's DMs. Thank you. Trail tips is my drug of choice, and I laugh so hard it's considered a core workout. Amazing. Leave that as a review on Apple Podcasts because that's fantastic. How to meet people who also like running and outdoor events and determine if they are a giant red flag or a possible mate. (laughs) Also, I refuse dating apps, and I just hope for the best. Is that even possible anymore? Um, Okay, you guys, thoughts, feelings. Is it weird that I want to slut Corey Jenner out right now to this person who might be also single? Do it. <laughs> I don't think he's listening, so he can hate me. I don't care. Um, so my first thought was um, follow matchmaker Maria. I love her on Instagram. Um, she's got the best advice for this stuff. And every Wednesday she has Ask a Matchmaker. And right now she's doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Ask a Matchmaker. 
Um, yeah. So Danny, do you want to tackle this question about how to meet people that like the same hobbies as you? Slash, do you need dating? Danny doesn't like dating apps. He deleted it like after a day. Uh, this is a tough one. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a humdinger. Because <laughs> I don't feel like I really dated many people with the same hobbies. Oh, but you also have not been on the apps a lot. Correct. So how have you met all these bitches? Um, just being an amazing human being. Oh, okay. But I, oh my God, I, I, you and Andy are the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, just but, so sweet. But, bitches come to me. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. But I, I think it's, I think it's actually tricky. If you don't use apps, then it's probably very hard to date people within your same sort of like hobby recreation group, unless you kind of meet through friends of friends in a way. Because, yeah, it's a tricky one. I've never dated someone else. Like, I've never dated many climbers or runners or skiers. You've dated many ice climbers, have you? No. <laughs> well, if you and Tori don't work out, my mom called me and asked if she could borrow my pickaxe the other day. <laughs> for what? <laughs> she met Spikes for going for a hike. She said pickaxe? Yeah, and I was like, sure. I don't know what the fuck you're getting into, Mom. But... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay, Danny, this question's for you as well. Do you think having similar hobbies is an important thing to look for then? That's a good question. I think, like, I don't love running like Tori does. Like, I enjoy running. I think having, like, similar... Values. Like, it doesn't matter what the hobby is. Yeah, I think having... Somebody told me, an, an older person told me that you got to have a hobby that you can both do together, but not sort of like, they're not your past, full passions, like, but, or just something, there's a meeting ground, like a common interest. Like I like, I, I like running. I don't love it, but I, I'll still do it with Tori. You do, you'll do it on your own. Yeah. But that's more of a fitness thing. Yeah. But I think just finding a common ground with a partner is probably the key to longevity. And I'll go belay him on climbing. Yeah, she hates climbing, but she I don't hate climbing. I'll like I'm just trying to organically like it so I don't resent myself in the future. So how important it is for you guys, do you think that um also, disclaimer, Danny is like a very big climber and very good climber, obviously. How important is it to you that Tori puts in effort to come try to learn your hobby and belay you and all that sort of stuff? This is like a therapy session. I love it. It's <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, I think it, it'd be great. It is great when she comes out. Um, she gets a really scared a lot. When the you go with the exposure, I don't... Like, the more I do it, the less... Ex the more exposed I am to the exposure, the better I am. I don't think it's hugely important because we do have other activities, but it's great because we live in a small town to have that person to do something with. Like, I don't need to go find another person to go climbing with. I can go out with Tori. But it's also important to, like the last few weekends, I've gone out with buddies that have come into town. And I think... That's also important. I think the biggest problem 
is when you get addicted to your partner and that's the only person you spend time with. It's like the biggest, the best thing to do is have that time. Let boys, like go out with your boys, go out with your girls. Everybody needs that time away from your partner. And I think sometimes we forget that. You and I, or we as just, society? Just in general. But like, I love it when his friends come to climb because that means I don't have, not going to climbing with him. But this summer I was like pretty good every day after work with the summer light. I'd be like, okay, we're going, we're going climbing, we're going climbing, we're climbing. Like I would want to make sure that like, you know, he was getting enough like climbing in when we had the daylight. And then I also organized a climbing trip to meet our friends in Skaha. And he met Becky and he met, well, yeah, my climbing friends. He met Becky. No, your friends with Peter. And Becky and him like fell in love and they're besties now. That's awesome. But those are things are so true too, because eventually you need those things to do together. But also when you have kids and stuff, like you need to have your friends that you can go do your own hobbies to like keep your sense of self as well. while the other person is parenting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's like break this question down a little bit more. Um, Do each of you want to give like, what are your, what were, especially with dating apps, Tori, I know you were on them more. Um, What were like your biggest red flags that you were looking for? Okay. So there's like this joke because I thought Danny was short. Nothing wrong with short people. But like um, Danny and I had very minimalist. Like we didn't really take the app really seriously. We put like photos on. My photos were probably from like 2001. And then like, you know, we, I was like, oh, this guy's got cool adventure pictures, but he's probably short. And I was like, he's got nothing written on his bio. I basically had nothing written on my bio. And I thought it was funny. And I was like, oh, and then my, my message was like, oh, you're, you're, profile is more minimalist than mine and then he deleted the app like two days later but like don't take them too seriously like someone said that apps these days is like equivalent to email like you don't have to believe in it you don't have to love it but like it's just a way to meet it's just like a way to communicate I personally don't take them too seriously but also don't take dating advice from me some people are really strategic on their profile and that's really cool too regardless of what your profile looks like if you're going to use them, just be really intentional and don't be afraid to be like, what are you looking for? Like, don't be afraid to just have like very, um, high standards and boundaries and just be, and really be true to yourself or like what you will put up with and what you won't because your time is your time. So like, I would like to meet people within like less than a week or else I'm not talking to them. Danny, I don't know how that happened, but it did. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I listen to like a lot of dating podcasts. I don't know why, because usually it's comedians that put them on. Um, but they always talk about that. Like, you have to meet them right away because dating apps are such like a Stupid. pretend yeah. type of communication. And then you're like, oh, if I'm not attracted to your energy in real life, like it's not going to be there for me. Yeah. And like, you'll get, you'll, you'll find out it's easy to weed people out the quicker you want to meet people because then you'll be like, oh, like I'm free on this day. Do you want to meet up for coffee or whatever? And if they're like, oh, like if they don't end up making a plan with you in a week, then you know that they're just window shopping and they're like jerking off late at night wanting to like chat to random girls yeah totally I actually met Andy through a shared hobby we were just on a baseball team together which is such a good way to like see the same person every couple of and then he flirted couple times a week with his flirting skills um baseballs actually yeah I was like I I didn't know that you liked me he's like what do you mean I threw a baseball at you across the dugout like eight times (laughs) since day one Oh my God. And he lied about his height, which I never knew because he always wears hats and he has kind of fluffy hair. 
Yeah. Like I remember that time I was over at your house and I had no idea that Andy wasn't like, I didn't realize his height. I was so confused. Like when you actually stop and think about it, you're like, I thought Andy was taller. And he's like, no. No, and he's also like beefy. But if he put, if I saw him on a dating app and then saw his like actual height, I would have been like, meh. Exactly. (laughs) Danny's also like 6'1". And the whole time I I was talking to him, I thought he was short. Well, that's a better surprise than three years into marriage being like, wait a minute, you've been fucking lying to me for like six years about how tall you are? That's how much it doesn't actually matter in the end. Matchmaker Bria also has my favorite, the 12 date rule, which there's a whole like math involved in it because like if it's, we were in different towns. And so if it's like over like a 30 or hour phone call, that's one in-person date. But out of the 12, you have to have four in-person dates. And if it's over 12 hours in person, that's two dates. Basically 12 dates before you bone if you're like, if you're not in the hoe phase and she goes into what the hoe phase is. Matchmaker Maria is the best. Anyway, Danny, Danny's like, when you're dating, he's like, what happens at 12? And I was like, shut up. You know what happens at 12. <laughs> Did you just tell him, listen, we've got 12 oh, dates. Pretty much. And then on Ask a Matchmaker on the Wednesday, I was like, oh my God, 12 date rules the best. And I'm like, I highly recommend telling the person about it as you're doing the 12 date rules. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, but a lot of people around for 12 dates at least. Okay, question number three. Are you ready? This is directly for you guys. I'm so excited to see who the special guest is. Surprise. Um, ironic, ironically, the question is, I know Tori is in a new relationship. So my question for her is how did you decide to do Wham 100, even though it's going to be around your boyfriend's birthday? Did you talk to him beforehand? Was he supportive or did you get any pushback? And did you feel like you needed to justify your hobbies? If you feel like you need to justify your hobbies beforehand, is this a red flag? Um, girl, Andy. It was his idea to do Wham. He was the one that pushed me to do it. Him and Katie. Yeah. So... Tori kept on looking at all these different hundred miles in in the States. Well, like for like a last minute ticket. Okay, shut up. Okay. Don't interrupt. I won't interrupt. Um, She talks loud, eh, Hill? Fuck, Hill. So she different hundred mile races because she won the Hard Rock Qualifier. She made a big deal about missing all these things and events, not going to Colorado. And I said, we had a great summer. And I said, your training's up. Why don't you just do Wham? I know you don't want to do um, Wham too much. And (laughs) I said, but it's going to be cheaper. It's literally down the road. Everybody can go watch you and you'll be racing with your friends. And then, she maybe clued in a bit and it's like, Oh, that's probably a good idea. And then Katie also sort of said the same thing. And I think that's how it happened. Like, I don't really care if it was around my birthday or not, or if I had things going on, it was amazing for me to like be part of her crew and go to the aid stations and um, see her in her element. Like, I think like, that was probably the highlight for me. Like at 130, when she came through the aid station, she, she looked like a bag of shit. <laughs> and, it, and I had to wipe my bomb when I put in. <clears throat> yeah. So I think that's sort of how it happened. And I'm stoked for, her. I think like, I didn't have any pushback. More of the pushback was her wanting to go to 
like the I'm, state. Okay. Um, for for a race, but when there was one right in her backyard, so I think. And I think real. I really think her training in heat in Lillooet Summers really helped her for Wham because, as you know, on that Sunday it got hot as hell and That's smoky right. the Saturday, and I think it really helped her in a way running here all summer in the heat and the smoke. Tori, would you like to add? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, sure it, was, it was his idea. <laughs> He was like, you want a last minute ticket? This has spaces. And I have like videos of us on the couch in like late August, early September. Like he's like, I'm registering you right now. Like basically every night he would try to like press the button on the rate on race roster, whatever to, to register me. He's like, I'm registering you this. Like, just, you know, like I've got my bees out. I'm registering you. Cause like logistically and logically it made no sense for me to go to I'm tough in Idaho or to run rabbit run. Like he's like, you know, go see your sister car like yeah we all know like carly canceled her thing and danny met up with carly to crew and like yeah it was danny was like get your head out of your butt like you know get the ego who cares like whatever oh my gosh there's a puppy outside is that a puppy squirrel squirrel yeah holy shit that's cute anyway so yeah it was it was basically his idea and then because the yeah so we came back on the sunday evening from whistler after the weekend and then um, on the way I left on Wednesday to go to Katie and meet up with Katie and Sam and Whistler. And then his birthday was on the Monday. So I was like, okay, I'm going to order the cake from this like cheesecake place in Pemberton. So I like ordered the cake on the way there. And then on the way back, I picked it up and then dropped it off at the winery for our friend to put in the freezer and then basically just ordered sushi and had people over the next day. Cause I like couldn't really function. So my mom's like, oh, what, what are you going to cook? I was like, mom, I'm not cooking anything because... Well, I can't cook anyways. I can't cook anyways, and I also can't even walk. And, like, even just going down to get the sushi was, like, really difficult <laughs> physically. Well, from an outsider's perspective, this all seems just, like, very normal. Uh, but as far as the, if you get pushed back, if you feel like yeah. you have to justify, is that a red flag? I yeah. sort of feel like... Yeah, because I've had guys push back about things I wanted to do, like previous boyfriends, whether it be something athletically or career-wise, where if you really peeled it back, it kind of came from like an insecurity of your partner doing well and them not yeah. feeling confident about it. Um, and obviously there's like also some real reasons where people might be like, no, I don't think this is a good idea for like our family at this time or finances or whatever. But if it's newer and there's any part of your gut that's like, is this yeah. just lacking in support because I'm trying to, somebody wants to hold me back. Like, I guess I experienced it honestly, like two times for sure. And like maybe a third time in other relationships. So it is something I feel like you have to look out for a little bit. I remember a long, long time ago, I was dating this guy and he was like, I don't understand your priorities are running in family. And I looked at him and I was like, waiting. I was waiting for like the problem to, I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like waiting. And he's like, don't you see this as a problem? I was like, no. And I was like staring at him waiting for like, and he was like upset that like these were the like, I was like, what? And he like, didn't like that. Like running came before him. And I was like, oh, this is stupid. But like, he was just ranking it. So I don't know. Running doesn't come before you. Um, yeah. yeah. If it's, I, and I, I had guys that like, would just make like, yeah, just make, comments to try to bring you down if it was about a sport or something um, yeah we've gotten to like 
we've had a bit, I was actually thinking about this last night. We had a bit, um, we've had a bit of like tiffs and stuff. Like if I like, like remember when we were on our way to go do a Sulkin Traverse and I was like, I have to jog in Kamloops. And he was like, holy fuck, like really? And then we got like to a little bit of an argument. Yeah. We're trying to go do the Sulkin Traverse, this big, huge day. And I was like, I got to do 10 miles a day before. And he was like, holy fuck. And it was just arbitrary. Like at that point it was July 30th. Like I didn't even really. Yeah. Daddy, you want to try and tell that story again? <laughs> <laughs> this is my everyday. Um, yeah, I think there's been a few incidents where like Tori needs to run and there's no way to change her mind. And we're working on that. And, and that's like a psychological thing. Like what's the difference between, um, you know, doing it to better yourself or like a compulsion. And I was reading, um, actually in training for the new, whatever the, what's your book? Yeah, training for the new, new alpinism. alpinism. They taught. They briefly touch upon, <clears throat> um, like the idea of like where like compulsion. Where does compulsion lie in the spectrum? And like I constantly reflect and ask myself that question. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's a. We've talked about it so much on this show before too, because there's going to be times in your life where you can't go out and run. So it's like finding other ways to cope or get like quick fitness in or feel okay. Basically if running is not an option, cause and well, you to, went through years where it wasn't. Yeah. And also just to like air my, you know, personal stuff. I was in a counseling session the other day, just literally a check-in like maintenance stuff. And she knows like kind of my history with like, you know, exercise and running and all this stuff. And she was like, and she was saying, Oh, like, cause I always kind of look at it. Oh, it like helps me regulate my, you know, emotions and it, and it helps me become a better person. And like, it helps me function better in society. And she was like, yeah, it could also be like, what's the difference between regulate your emotions and like try to control your emotions. And we were having this conversation and it's just something to think about. Like, it's just the way you frame it. Um, but yeah, it's also, it could be like a control thing, which we won't get into. <laughs> <laughs> for, for daddy's second appearance, we'll talk about Tori's need to control. Okay. She has a big need to control. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we're going to do the last question real quick, and then I have some surprise uh, questions for you guys. So I'll blow through this one because I don't think – well, you guys might have an opinion for your future. But uh, Hillary, my question is more for you at this point. I know you talked a lot about mom guilt when Baker was small and now you, and seemed to be okay with running and balance. And I'm wondering now that he's older, has it gotten any harder? I feel like I've talked about this. Um, I found once my kid was more aware if I was there or not and can verbalize, my mom guilt went through the roof. How do you explain to your kid you're not choosing running over them, but it's important for your health? And then you can also set a good example, but equally you are leaving them. Mommy oh, is so question. It is, and she is like bang on. So when Baker was a baby, like they don't really have a sense of time. So he doesn't know as long as I'm yeah. having my connections with him. But since Baker hit three, well, and leading up to three. I started to realize, well, and I think that was like pretty evident at like Katie's bachelor party and starting to like look at trips. I started to realize how much that was affecting him. Um, yeah. So it was some mom guilt, but it was more also just the truth of the matter of like, okay, I need to be more present at this time in his life. And 
he's not feeling securely attached if I'm away this much because I do have to travel for work as well. So because I was traveling for work, I just had to take social trips away basically um, and couldn't be away from him for more time. And then doing long runs was fine. I just had to start extra early and then be back in time before he went to like have a nap and then we would have half the day together. But any more than one night or a full day was just too hard on him for a bit. And I noticed in his behavior. So it also affected me hugely. Like, Mm -hmm. and I still do. If I have a two night work trip or something, he is really, really clingy when you get back and everything becomes a fight. I like doesn't suddenly like doesn't want to sit on the potty and like doesn't want like the oatmeal that you cooked. Mm -hmm. He wants it dry, like things that don't make any sense. And then if you're like, well, do you want to sit on my lap and eat your breakfast? And then he's totally fine. So it's just that he is feeling like this fear that I might just disappear again. So she's, she's exactly right. That's kind of how it happens. So as far as explaining to him that I'm not choosing running over him, but then it is important for my health. Um, I still stroll a run with him sometimes, or like I said, like I just have to do shorter runs or time when he is at daycare on my lunch break at work and then run less. And that's why I'm doing some shorter runs road stuff right now and spend more time with him. Cause that's just kind of the phase of our life. And he does get an example just from how you live, because when we have a long drive, he'll be like, mommy, I need to get out and get some exercise. Like, yeah. Yes this is the best um or if daddy's not home he'll be like oh is daddy exercising yes uh, like, so we just sled pole with him yeah like he comes to the gym with us we found a gym where baker can come and be a part of it so totally you just find ways but i think it's not feeling guilty when you're like you have to prioritize time to yourself but um and don't feel guilty about that. But equally, you do have to look at the time you're spending and make sure that you are like prioritizing your child because that is what you chose to do to have that child and they're important. It's, it's, this is such an interesting question because I would never think about, because like you hear about this guilt being when they're a baby, right? And like, it's like this innate thing people talk about this like mom or parent guilt, but like, and then there's that transition to when like they're actually like cognitively like, yeah. That's so, and I remember this, Hillary, like back in May when you were like, it's just, yeah. And then when their behavior suffers, I also seen families where like, if both parents are away a lot or both parents are working a lot, what hap- what I've noticed can happen is like, because the behavior does, I think the behavior thing when they're around does get different because they're, they, they need that attachment thing. And then they'll be like, the parents almost, almost like don't have energy or time. I'm not, this is not you, but like, don't have energy or time to like parent in like setting boundaries and all those things that p- comes with parenting because they're just tired. And like, also like they just want to give in in a way because they haven't been around their, their kid. And so it becomes this really bad cycle. Yeah. And it's super complicated and it's super hard. So you do have to just give yourself like some compassion too, if you're struggling. Um, one thing that I found is like, you know how after a long run, especially in the winter, you just want to have a bath and like relax. Um, Baker just loves to play in the bath. So we just have one together for like an hour and he just plays with his toys and I just lie there and read a book or have my eyes closed, like the same recovery I would do from long run. But he feels like we're connecting because we're both just in there 
and he's got yeah. little dinosaurs and stuff. So there's like little tricks you can do. Did ever, did Andy ever get like, cause I know like when you're birthing, it's like part of you that comes out, but like, and so I think the mom guilt is like attached to that hormonally, but do dads get that guilt when they're like a baby or when they're a toddler? Yes. And I know that because Andy's kids were quite young when he got divorced. So suddenly not being able to do bedtime every night or be there in the morning was really, really hard on him. Yeah. 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 It's complicated. Anyways. Okay. So we have a hard stop time in four minutes. Are you guys ready for <laughs> the speed questions? Yeah. Bonus round? The bonus round. Well, the bonus round. Okay. First one, Danny, what's your favorite thing about Tori? Oh, this is great. This is like therapy. I love this. <laughs> you can't say my vagina. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> um... Her organization skills. Oh, come on. Really? Really? <laughs> wow, I like that for so many reasons. Tori, what's your favorite thing about Tori? <laughs> oh, no, he has, a, he has a better answer, I think. I think. He doesn't know, but he might. No, I think it's like just her stoke level. Yeah, that's good. That's true. Like, no matter what, even when I'm down, she'd be like, honey, it's okay. I'm like, I don't know. She can pick herself up pretty quick. And like, she, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is she's always willing to do something or go adventure or just like pick it up when maybe one of us are feeling off. She can always rally. You know what I mean? Oh, that's such a good answer. I didn't know that I do that. <laughs> I know. Because it's the thing I like the most about you. I didn't even know I did that. Um, Tori, what's your favorite thing about Danny? He's like also just like very, very stoked. And so like he just sings and dances and makes everything hilarious all the time. And I'm like wondering when it's just like he's going to like crash and burn. So I'm like, yeah, I just like film him and he's just like doing his normal day. And I find it hilarious. And um, he's my light. He just like makes everything better and funnier and happier. What? Why are you pointing at your penis? <laughs> Um, because you're disgusting. Yeah, and like, oh, you want me to say that I like your penis? That's a favorite thing about you. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Same that. sense of humor. That's what's going on here. We're you guys are on Baker's level for sure. Um, <laughs> Danny, what is Tori's favorite food? Anything I make. Yeah. Oh, is that also, true? I also yeah, it is true. She has an addiction to dried mango, but literally. Whatever I cook, she's like, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. Literally, like, the best thing. I feel like in 10 – I don't even think there's anything in the house. And then 10 seconds – 10 minutes later, I have this, like, Michelin star plate in front of me. And this is every single night. That's pretty good. And I think the funniest thing is, like, I'll cook something for myself. And Tori's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to eat that. It's okay. And then she does it every day, starts eating my plate. Yeah, that I can relate to. Andy and I do that every single day. It also well. tastes better off someone else's plate. It does. It does. Anyways. Tori, how many babies does Danny want? Two. True or false? True. Oh. Are you going to ask me that? Yes. How many babies do I want? Zero or more than two? Zero or more than two. Okay. I'm going to scratch my last question. How are you going to resolve this? Because... 
It seems to be opposites. Oh, well, you just have two. And then, and then before he gets snipped, you just have another one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) I would like to revisit that question after you have two. I know every time I say to Hillary that I wish I had, I want twins. She like gets so upset because she's like, do not wish this upon yourself. You know what? Some people love twins and then you get it all. Do it. Do you do you. Okay. So last question for both of you. If you had one piece of relationship advice, what would it be? The first thing off the top of my head is that, um, just be super willing to talk about, the really like raw, hard, uncomfortable things, like just work through the hard shit before it gets bigger. So like nip things in the butt, even though, and don't be afraid to like not say something because you're afraid of how it might make the other person feel. Cause the more you do that, the more things are just going to compound and blow up in your face down the road. Laughter. I don't think oh, if yeah. you're not laughing every day with your partner, that's a red flag. What if people aren't just like humorous people? I don't care. Then it's not worth it. <laughs> I don't care. Like if you're not laughing or smiling at that person every day, then there's a problem. Time to get out. Yeah, that's true. Annie would say that too. And I mean, there's definitely days that go by where I'm like, I want to throw you in the garbage, but there's majority majority of laughter. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like there's, I think I always, t- Tori's like, do you love me? And I was like, I love you. In the mornings. He likes me in the mornings. (laughs) Or I I just like, I love you all day or every day, but not all day. That's no, I love him all day. And I just love her for parts of the day. (laughs) In the morning, usually. (laughs) Select, selective time loves. I like that. Um, Okay. Well, this has been so awesome. We're going to have to have you back. And I feel like we could do an in-person one day, which would be fun. That would be fun. Um, I also think we could do like climbing we could do like uphill athlete climbing, like alpinism questions for trail tips. Yeah, actually that would be a good idea and just get like a different type of aspect because I feel like some of the questions are all in a very similar anyways. Yeah. And a lot of ultra runners, trail runners are climbers too. Sometimes It's true. It's true. Andy and I are trying and our kiddo is trying. Thank you guys. Um, do you want to say where they can find you, Tori, Danny? Danny, what's your IG? You got all the followers sliding into your DMs. It's just my name. Danny O'Farrell? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm at Tosho. T-O underscore S-C-H-O. And I just need a photo of you two for, so everybody can see the two lovebirds together. Oh! So many photos. Okay. Clothed or unclothed? Danny. On. Yes! <laughs>